you ready for the word? You sure you want it? All right, oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. There's your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen. And not sound like you mean it. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. You ready, ready, ready? We're about to have a good time. Philemon 1 verse 6. We continue our study on the New Testament ministry of angels. Philemon 1 verse 6. He says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. He now says, <clears throat> by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So he says the communication of our faith may become effectual. That word acknowledged there means you are having a precise, you are having a precise understanding. A precise understanding, a precise knowledge, a precise, uh, it's like saying having a precise uh, uh, appreciation of what, what is being thought. And how do you appreciate God's word more? You appreciate God's word more via the teaching ministry. The teaching ministry is a ministry that explains the doctrine of the scripture. And I believe every, every serious student of the scriptures must appreciate the, the, the teaching ministry of the word. So, and I believe, personally I believe, every teacher of God's word or every pastor should be a teacher of the word. Because you, you, our work is to bring, or the work of a pastor is to bring clarity to the hearts of people. So the teaching ministry gets you established. It helps your appreciation. It helps you to understand God's word clearly. And that's why um, our services are quite large. Much of teaching, you see, you you can't. There's no. I, I can tell you for free that there is no supernatural community church anywhere in the world. You won't find the word being thought clearly, because we give full appreciation to God's word amidst every other thing anyway. So, but that's that. If you, if you want to know more, you can listen to what to know about SCC <laughs> or the local church and you. Amen. All right. So everything, so he says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So that means, as I'm reading this, it's sounding like I'm reading 2 Timothy 3.15. Um, it's sounding in my ear like as from a child. That was not the only scripture <laughs> which is able to make the wise of the salvation. Okay, so that means everything in Christ is free because it says... That means, it says, the communication of your faith. If you read from verse 4, it says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in, the, in my prayers, the end of my faith, the end of the love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints. And that says, the communication of your faith. So everything Christ has given to us is free. And you must understand that salvation is free. I mean, you don't have to pay for salvation. You don't have to pay for healing. You don't have to pay for the redemption. You don't have to pay for the blood. You don't have to pay for forgiveness of sins. You don't have to pay for sanctification. You don't have to pay for justification. You don't have to pay for your holiness. You don't have to pay for everything that God has done in Christ Jesus for you. You don't pay for it. It is free. So that means the teaching ministry, like I said again, makes you stable in your faith life. It makes you understand everything that God has done in Christ Jesus for you. And that is why I expect, as a good student of the word, 
that you should be, you should be also be a good teacher of God's word. That means you, you don't just pay attention in service for yourself. You also pay attention in listening for others. Because as a preacher of God's word or as a student of God's word, you are expected to be teaching men. You are expected to be raising disciples. You are expected to be having men you are, you are teaching. So that means when you listen to God's word, when you come to services and you listen to God's word, your listening is not for yourself alone. You are listening, yes, to understand. And you are listening because tomorrow, and when I mean, I mean tomorrow, I, can, I mean in the nearest future, you will have to explain this to people. So that means a student of God's word must be very detailed. A student of God's word must pay attention because the lives of others are also in his hands. How you get to what I'm saying? So that shows, so that's why I'm saying the teaching ministry brings us stability. Why does it bring us stability? Because no Christian can be stable in their work with God unless he is being thought. He has to be thought the scriptures. He has to be thought how to appreciate how to appreciate the knowledge of God. He has to be thought the basis of his salvation. He has to be thought the basis of his faith. He has to be thought things around what God has done for him in Christ Jesus. You have to understand that you are forgiven in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to understand that you are righteous. You are holy because Christ has made you so. You have to understand that your sins are forgiven. You have to understand that you have received redemption. You have received justification. You have to understand that you have passed from death to life. Why? Because Christ has made it so. So you don't pray. You don't pray for redemption. You don't pray for holiness. Like, Lord, make me holy. You don't pray for mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. He says we have obtained mercy from him. So you don't pray for, you don't pray for, uh, there's, there's certain things you don't pray for. You don't pray for, uh, 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 Lord, you redeem me. No, no, no. You don't pray for, uh, 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 give me justification, justify my heart, cleanse my heart with the blood. You simply receive what he has done because what he has done in christ helps our work with god it is our work with god he helps you stable you can get some of our materials down uh, after service on, um, on 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 the table there uh, uh you you see the reality of the new creation the reality of the word busy of salvation you can get the reality of the indwelling of the spirit you can get uh, uh reality of uh uh, uh, we should have one reality of your authority in the name of Jesus. You see, all of those materials that is going to bless you. Amen. All right. So look at in Hebrews twelve, verse twenty-two. We said now we are in Zion, right? So that means as a believer, you first have to understand the point of your righteousness. You have to understand the point of what God has done for you. Now look at in Hebrews twelve, verse twenty-two. It says, "But ye have come to Mount Zion, glory to God." That's where we are. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. It says, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which is written in heaven, and to the God of judge, and to the God, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirit of the just men made perfect. It says, we have come to Zion. Hallelujah. We've come to Zion. 
So you and I are in Zion. And what Zion says, I've been teaching us in this series, that Zion speaks of kingdom. It speaks of authority. It speaks of a throne. It speaks of a place. It speaks of a position. It speaks of a seat of power. That's what Zion refers to. And I've explained to us, I've walked us through. In fact, our example in this series has been the White House. We can safely liken the White House of the United States to mean Zion, a seat of authority. You know, there's something called the seal of the White House, such that he, the president doesn't have to be somewhere, he just has to send a seal, and that speaks of his presence there. So that means it's a seat of power. It's a seat, it's, it's a place that has that authority. So now, and the believer has come to Zion. Look at in verse 18. Look at in verse 18. It says, For you have not come unto the mount that will be thirst, that, that will be thirst and burnt with fire, nor blackness and and darkness and tempest. So now he was explaining the different kind of mountain we have come into. He says, You have not come into a place of fear. You've not come into a place of darkness, tempest. In our says in verse 22, but you have come to Zion. A place of authority. That means you have not come into a mountain that brings fear. You have not come into a mountain that brings condemnation. You've not come into a mountain that speaks of fear, that speaks of condemnation, that speaks of a look at in verse 21. And, and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. You've not come into a place where you are quaking. <laughs> where you are quickie. You have not come into a place where you are scared. You are just full of fear, full of torment, full of, you know, you're just, you're just so, you know, just, there are a lot of believers today that live in so much fear. They, it's like they trample in fear. They are scared of how they are going to lose everything. They are go, they're scared of how they are going to lose their salvation. They are scared of how their parents, how somebody is going to die in their family. They are scared of how something is going to go wrong. They are scared of how they are, they are, nothing has happened. Their boss even smiled to them to, at work today. They said, hmm, this smile is so suspicious, it means fire. They, they're scared of, uh, um, somebody just flashed them suddenly. They started calling the person, why did you flash me? It's just simply a mistake. They said, hmm, tell me what exactly really happened. Mm -hmm. Tell me what, they, they're scared of so many things. You know, I even used to be like that before. I used to be so scared that when I hear a thunder strike like this, I don't know if you know, that there's some thunder, there are thunders and there are thunders. You know when we say thunderings, lightnings, fire. <laughs> you know the thunders and there are thunders. I remember when I was so younger, very I was younger when I was younger. There's one terrible rain that fell, and that rain that fell opened like a pan of something in our house there, and the rain did not stop. In fact, our house, the erosion reached. It reached the top of the, it's like saying you can swim. It's like saying five inches. Ah. And the thunderings were, and those were the days they would tell you, uh, uh, two people will be grinding on the stone. One will go, <laughs> the other will stay. In fact, there was a drama that was trending in the body of Christ then. So if they want to have the drama like this, the way of the light. So they will ask pastor preaching. Somebody is in the drama scene. Choir members here ushering some an usher standing somewhere. Uh, uh, the members and everything. And the pastor is preaching. Then the way of the light. The, my problem is the light they used to have. 
I don't have any issue with the drama, but it's the light they actually off. They just off the light, so they will have liars with the lightning team of the church. I remember, I will never forget the very first time I saw that drama. Me and Soji went to that meeting that day, and it was a video. It was it was supposed to be a leaders retreat. I mean, regional leaders coming to retreats to the name of the Lord, pray fast, you know, wait on the Lord for our ministry. Ah, that's how we got there. We finished praying. They said, brethren, sit down. We have the drama ministration. Ah, that's the first thing that first made me. Mm. I said, okay, what's the drama ministration all about? So they just turned off the light and then I turned it on under light. And they were so fast about it. They just turned it on under like, turned it on under like five seconds or 10 seconds back. And some people have disappeared in the church. So, as they turned the light off, the pastor said, Wow, Jesus has come. Where's Sister Dees? Where's Brother Dees? Everybody started wailing in the church in the drama. Ah, hey, where is this brother? Where is this sister? Where is this? Not knowing that they went to the restroom. One in the drama, one ran to the restroom. So all of them started confessing their sins. I said, it is because of this sin that I did not go to heaven. It's because of this sin that I did not make heaven. It's because of the, ah. If it is because of your works that, let, let me, let, before I go back to my drama, if you, if you are basing your salvation on your works, then something is wrong. Your salvation is solely based on what Christ has done for you. Is not on your works. He said it's not on works, lest any man should boast. It's a free gift. Ephesians 2. So it's salvation can't be on your work. It can't be on your own merits. It can't be on your own standard. It is simply the grace of God. And everybody has to understand that. So after the drama, so after a while, some people now started returning back in the drama. I started coming back and saying, Ah, where did you go? I had the call. Where did you go? I was pressed. I had to go to the restroom. Where did you go? I, you know, I'm an usher. I had to go and check the car park. So they say, so God didn't really come. They now told us, brethren. I would have preferred if they taught us that sermon or if the drama, the end goal of the lesson of that drama was don't be scared. You know, that would have been better. <laughs> you know, but the end goal of the drama, brethren, the day of the Lord can come as a thief in the light. So you don't know. It says, be watchful. It says, be sober. Be vigilant. They, re they escapulated that scripture. They just turned the scripture over. Be sober. Be vigilant. So you look very closely. And hold your salvation with tight. They, they will not quote the scripture. It says, um, work out your salvation with fear. And I'm going to do a series. Not this year. <laughs> I'm not joking. On that topic called work out your salvation. It's, go it's not going to be one tank. Serious. <laughs> work out your salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> you know what they say? With fear and trembling. So that means your salvation, you have to be scared. Like, you have to be holding it like this. Like, you must not fall. They say, we fear. So as you are going to work, you are carrying your salvation like this. So if somebody greets you, you say, no, I'm with my salvation. And we fear and I'm trembling. <laughs> but the next scripture says, it is God. Glory to God. The next verse of that statement, Philippians 2, is it is God who worketh in you, both to will and to do. Glory to God. So it is God that is doing the salvation for us. 
He says, he that is able to keep us and present us from falling. Glory to God. He's going to keep you from falling. That's the work of salvation. Why am I talking about salvation? This well, I think you need to learn it. He says he's going to keep you from salvation. Keep you from falling. He's the one that keeps your salvation. He keeps your salvation. In John 10. In John 10. He says, those that my father has given me, no one can pluck them out of my hands. That's it. That's what the father does. John 10. He says, those that my father has given me, no one can pluck them out of my hands. No one. So you are safe in his hands. Glory to God. You are safe in his hands. Your salvation is not on your hands. The very minute you believe the gospel, it stops. Be- See, the reason why a lot of Christians are not living the way they should live is because they feel like it is on their own merits. They feel like it's on their own works. They will never be able to amount to anything supernaturally Christian-wise with that kind of lifestyle. They will keep living in fear. They will keep living in, in, they will not live in their rights and privileges in Christ. It is God who keeps yourself. Imagine you understand that you will live right. You won't live right by thinking it's on your own merits. Never. That's why you have never lived right. You will live right by thinking on the fact that God has done this for you in Christ. That is why he came to die. He didn't come to die and just waste away his time. He came to die so that he would do that for you. Glory to God. So I'm saved. And my salvation is in his hands. It's not on my hands. No, I don't have the hands to keep it. I can't even keep it. Hallelujah. So you have come to Zion. Glory to God. So Zion talks about the new covenant. Zion talks about the blood of Jesus. Zion talks about the place of authority. So we have come to Zion by his blood. Glory to God. We are in Zion today by his blood. You are not in Zion because of your own merit. You are not in... So let's bring it out to White House. You know, in the White House now, you have to vote for people in power to get there, right? You, you don't have to be voted for in power. The only thing you had to do was just to believe and you are in Zion. Hallelujah. You just have to believe the gospel. What Christ has done for you, what God has done for you in Christ Jesus, that he died, he buried, he rose again on the third day, hallelujah, and he was set free for you. Colossians 1 verse 12, he says, in Colossians 1 verse 6, he says, who has delivered us, who has delivered us, and has translated us. Glory to God. He delivered you. Not just only that he delivered you, he also took you to a new location. He translated you into the kingdom of, this, of his dear son. So he took you to a new location. He made you live a new place and he took you by his hands to a new place. So that means you are in Zion. You are in Zion today not by your own merit, not because, of, not because you are like bro Jojo, not because of that. No. <laughs> you know, when I say brother Jojo, I mean in size. You are not in Zion because you are buff. You are in Zion because of his blood. So you can be like AY, you are still in Zion. Glory to God. <laughs> you can be like Sister Rokia, you are still in Zion. Glory to God. You know, those are, you are still in Zion. So you won't look at Jojo and say, oh, I'm intimidated. So I can't be in Zion. No, you are in Zion because of his blood. You are in Zion because of his blood. Zion is for the people of faith. Zion is for the people of faith. Hebrews 13 verse 20. Zion is for the people of faith. He says, now the God of peace. Now, Hebrews 13 20. He says, now the God of peace that brought again the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. The kind of covenant we have is an everlasting covenant. 
I think I want to teach someday, someday, not now, not anytime soon, the blood covenant. Glory to God. We have an everlasting blood covenant with God. Everlasting. When Christ looks at me, he looks at what he has done in his blood. He looks at what he has done in his son, Jesus. When God looks at me, he's not looking at me as I am being seen. He's looking at me as what Christ has done. So you need to see yourself in the reality of what Christ has done. See yourself saved. See yourself justified. See yourself forgiven. See yourself, see yourself sanctified by his blood. See yourself internally washed. See yourself internally forgiven. See yourself in the light of the new covenant. Anticipate what I'm teaching. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you're following our mails, I, I've been sending something. I started a series on our mails, Navigating Changes. You need to watch out for that series because I'm going to be talking to you a whole lot on even things I've not shared. So don't, don't, don't follow the mail very carefully because you need to understand that the changes in your life has begun from salvation. So there are a lot of changes you are going to pass through. And I'm going to be talking about, anticipate that. I started that last week. Anticipate this week's own. So look, always look out for your mails. Hallelujah. Always look out for your newsletters. Amen. So in Zion, we are people of faith. You know, in Zion, we are people of faith. The blood of Jesus confers authority to us. Your authority is based on Jesus' finished work. Your authority is based on Jesus' finished work. Your authority is based on Jesus' finished work. So Zion speaks about the blood. Zion speaks about a people of authority. So your authority is based on Jesus' finished work. A lot of people think that prayer makes them exercise their authority. No. Prayer, prayer is, pray, a lot of people make them feel like, okay, when I pray, that's it. Prayer is just an exercise of authority. Prayer doesn't give you authority. Prayer is just you exercising your authority. A lot of people feel like they get authority and power from prayer. No, you get authority and power because you are born again. Glory to God. Now, you see, so now somebody say, oh, that means I don't got to play. You hope you know we, we, we believe in prayer. <laughs> So I say, ha, ah, that's the only part I don't like in this ministry. <laughs> so, we, so prayer is the exercise of your authority. So Zion is a place where people are forgiven. Glory to God. So in Zion, men are forgiven in Zion. I am in Zion based on the blood covenant. I am in Zion based on the blood that was shed on the cross for me. I am in Zion because of what Jesus has done. That is why I'm in Zion. I'm not in Zion because of my own merits. I'm not in Zion because I'm a pastor. I'm not in Zion. I am a Zion. I am in Zion because I believe the gospel. Glory to God. So think about the, what the blood has done. Think about what Christ has done. The authority, your authority in Christ. Your authority in Christ is in the blood. Your authority in Christ is not because you fasted and prayed. We believe in fasting and praying. But your fasting and praying is an exercise of that authority. Your fasting and praying is an exercise of the authority. Your, fast, your, your authority or your power or the power that Christ has given to us is not gotten because we fasted and prayed. It's gotten because we believe the gospel. Hallelujah. It's gotten because we believe the gospel. So it is in the blood. Glory to God. It is in the blood. It is in the blood. So I am blood washed. I am blood washed. I am in, because I am blood washed, I am in Zion. So Zion is the place of authority. Glory to God. Zion is the place of authority. 
is the place of power. Is the place where believers, men, bought with the blood abstain. Is the place where believers, men, bought with the blood, washed by his words, forgiving, you know, you know, could not condemn righteous in romans 8 verse 1 he says he says there is not therefore now no condemnation to those who believe in christ jesus there is no condemnation for those in zion the men in zion are men who are not condemned the men in zion are men who are bought by his blood you know a lot of people stay on the mountain praying and fasting for power no that's not a way to fast and pray for power you believe you receive power when you got born again ephesians 1 it says like the, the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ when he raised jesus from the dead setting out his rights and far above all power all principalities are power you know he's gave, he has given us the power by how because we are born again hallelujah because you are born again so your exercise your your standpoint of authority is not because you prayed and fasted stop that thinking that's it that's a sin conscious mentality your exercise of power is not because you are born again it's not sorry it's not because you fasted and prayed it's not because <coughs> <coughs> sorry it's not because you stayed off movies, which you should, because that's your consecration. It's not because you, 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 know, you are just feeling sanctimonious, feeling holy. No, it's because you are born again. Glory to God. Glory to God. So your exercise of authority in Zion is simply because you are a rightful owner in Zion. You are, you are permitted to be in Zion. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, now let's take it back to the White House now. The reason why the White House, the president, or the, the, does the president have to do anything to be a president again? No. He is simply the president. The very minute he was voted for and he won the election, he is called the president-elect. As soon as, the, as, soon as January 20 comes, he starts his, he starts his fire. And from that point, he doesn't have anything to do again. He is simply the president. His titles change. Every, his handles on Twitter change. Everything about him changes. He is now, they call him the Pothos, the president of the United States of America. Now, why? He doesn't have to do anything again for the next four years to be a president, except he wants to recontest. But thank God, in Zion, we are not recontesting for an election. Glory to God. We are forever in power. We are forever in the seat of authority. We are not we are not tasting authority for four years and think that's why some African leaders are, when, are about to die on the throne. I was doing some research about some some presidents of the country in Africa last week, and I found out that man, some presidents. I was looking at uh, I was looking at Uganda and Zimbabwe. They've been there, man, for almost twenty years. Like they want to die there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's their, like their family inheritance. You'll be wondering, bro, can't you just leave this place? <laughs> can't you just give somebody else? Ah! <laughs> Man. <laughs> when you can't blame them, power is sweet. You see? Power, power is sweet. Yeah, if you taste power, you're going to know that power is sweet. That's why in government, there's a statement we say, power corrupts absolutely, power corrupts absolutely. Power is sweet. It intoxicates you even sometimes. You just feel like, oh my God, I can do anything I want. I, I, if I'm going out, I go out in motorcade, you know. You know? I, when I'm going out, I go out in, in the best 
playing in the world, you know. In fact, they are even building, I do some research on these things, and they are building some, there's a new plane they're about to build. I don't know if it's going to be available in this tenor or in the next tenor. They set out the budget to Rolls Royce to build a new Air Force World. This Air Force One is going to be so massive, so everything is going to be inside. I'm like, my God. And you expect somebody to leave power and not recontest? Joe Biden is going to contest again. You, you better like it or not. Whether he's 80 years, he's going to stay there, man. <laughs> Why do you think Donald Trump is about coming back? I thought, he's, I thought he was a businessman trying to make everything. But <laughs> power is sweet, my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we thank God we have the power. Glory to God. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. So we are in Zion. Hebrews 12. We are in Zion. You know, I did that research last week and I'm like, man, these African leaders, the one who died there, ha, ha, I saw some. One has been in power since 1994. 1994 to 2023. Jesus. I think that's. There's one since 1990, there's one since 1980 something till now. And you're wondering, bro, in a democratically elected country, not, not, <laughs> not a monarchy system. In a democrat, so they'll just be contesting and be winning it themselves. They will just rig the election, win it themselves. <laughs> till they die in power. You know, I was, <laughs> I was talking to my best friend. She's from Cameroon, and she said, the, the president wants to die there. <laughs> she's going to hear this, and she's going to, why did you use me to preach? I said, she said, the president wants to die there. In Cameroon, he said, the, the, guy, the guy is not ready to leave. <laughs> you know, you know well, well, you can't blame them. Power is sweet. I'm going to teach you a taste of your power now, Isaiah. So you're going to see how it's sweet. <laughs> Amen. So in Zion, you have authority. Glory to God. So Zion is a place of authority. So that means you are seated on high somewhere, right, in the realms of the spirit, seated on high, controlling things, moving things, looking at things, right, because you are in Zion, a place of authority. So, like we said, we were looking at the New Testament ministry of angels. We said, angels have power. Even in Zion, they have power. But we have authority. They have power. That's why we saw their strength, right? We saw the way they were created. We saw all of those things. They have power, right? They have all of those. But we believers, we have authority. We have rights to the ministry of angels based on the blood of Jesus. Your rights and your ministry, your rights to the ministry of angels is because you're a believer. Is because of what the blood has done. It's because of what Jesus has done upon the cross. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's because of that. So you have the authority over angels because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Amen. Alright, so before we dive deep into our study today, let's look at some, let's look at the question I want us to answer. Did angels pre-exist creation? You know, so some of us we need to understand that angels praise. I've been explaining it because of this series. Look at in Genesis two verse one. Angels, look at the Genesis two verse one. A lot of people believe that there was a time. You know, I, I think as I've and I've said it in this series too. There was a time there was. Uh, you know, do do they pre-exist cre creation? Look at in Genesis two verse one. And the heavens and the heads were finished, and all the host of them. 
The word host of them is from the Hebrew word thesab, T-S-A-B-A, T-S-A-B-A. That's the word host of them. And it refers to a company, a company. And it was referenced 483 times in the Hebrew text of the Bible. 483 times in the Hebrew text of the Bible. And what was he referenced for? What does he implied? It's it goes forth for service. That is, for instance, an army, angels. So, and it's often an organized army, angels. Look at some references in Genesis twenty-one verse twenty-two. Genesis twenty-one verse twenty-two. Let's look at some some references. Genesis twenty-one twenty-two. Says, and it came to pass. All that that Abimelech and Fiscal, the chief of the captain of his host, speak to Abraham, saying, God is with thee. He says, and the captain of the of his host. Look at the word, like is the captain, an organized army. Look at Genesis 20, look at verse 32 of that same play. He says, Thus they made a covenant with Bathsheba. Then Abimelech rose up and peace called the chief captain of the host. Look at Genesis 26, 26. Genesis 26, 26. Genesis 26, verse 26, says, And Abimelech went to him from Gerah to Azuzatha, one of the friends, and peace called the chief captain of the army. Look at Exodus 6, 26. Exodus 6, 26. Exodus 6, 26. It says, these are Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, according to, according to their armies. Exodus 7 verse 4. So that word armies there is the word Thessab, the host of them. So it's an organized thing. Look at in Genesis 7 verse 4. It says, But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that I may lay my hands on Upon Egypt and bring forth my armies and my people and the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt and great judgment. Armies. You see the word armies there. Look at Exodus 12 17. I have quite a number of scriptures to show us, but I'll stop in this one. I have a whole lot, but I'll just stop in this one because of time. You see, Exodus 12 verse 17. So that you shall serve the feast of the Olivia Brave on the same day, which I brought out your armies. Armies. So when you see the word also them, it means armies, angels, an organized company. So and angels were created doing creation. That is in Genesis. This is Genesis of the world. So in other words, angels had the beginning. And we see their beginning in Genesis. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And when we start studying the supernatural world more closely, when we start looking at the stars, moon, um, um, beast of the field, beast of the air, cattles, we'll look at them and we'll see that those things are in relations to the supernatural world and the relations to angels and all of those things. So angels had a beginning. They did not pre-exist creation. Only God pre-existed creation. Does that make sense? So when you see, when you start hearing the word angels, it's like a lot of people try to mystify them to think that these guys exist before cre creation. No, they had a beginning. And what was their sole aim? Everything was created for man. So that was why it seemed like man was the last creation of God. So that means, like I told you, when we start looking at the supernatural world more closely, I, I did a hint of that in our 
second session of this series, I entered us into the supernatural world a bit, but I, I deliberately pulled out of it because I want to teach us more separately. When you start seeing and Lord created the stars, the moon, the sun, all of those things are in a supernatural world context. Those things speak of supernatural being. They were not physical. They were not, they were not physical. Moses wasn't teaching us uh, physicality of the world, you know, in his creation story. That's why the book started with a salvation context. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, and he says, the word of God formed by void, and darkness upon the face of the deep, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. That wasn't physical. I've done that series. You can listen to it on let there be light. So it wasn't physical at all. So angels pre-exist, angels didn't pre-exist uh, the creation. They had the beginning. So God created them for a purpose. And what was the purpose for man? Are you seeing it? Every creation of God was for man. So we are there's something you're going to understand as you progress in Bible study, you're going to enjoy your true identity as a Christian. Because you will find out that the all of the creation of God was solely for man. Everything God was doing in the world was for man. Now, you can even ask another question. Why was the blood not shed for angels? Why does it seem like angels don't have redemption? The blood wasn't shed for angels. In 2 Peter 2 verse 4, 2 Peter 2 4, so it, it, it seemed like, look at, look at 2 Peter 2 verse 4. Why does this seem like, the, so somebody can ask, did God die for angels? Did Jesus come to die for angels? No, he didn't. He only died for man. He died for the sins of man, not the sins of angels. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at 2 Peter 2 verse 4. So somebody can ask you those questions. And I don't know if you know that it's vital we study these things. I don't know if you know that it's vital we study those things. Okay. Look at 2 Peter 2 verse 4. Look at it, it says, For God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. It says, For God spared not. So that means they are in a state. So once they sin, there is no remedy. Angels are not created to receive forgiveness. <laughs> you will appreciate the fact that you are a man more. This is God spared not the angels that sin. So somebody will say, ah, does that mean God is that wicked? God is that evil? No, 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 no. That's not the wrath of God. It simply means their condition. This is the consequences of what happens to them. I've always told us that everything in life has cause and effect. So it's like, if you sin, this is the consequences. There is no, there is no solution for you. The only solution that God created was for man. Because every creation of God was for man. The sounds, the stars, the moon, the trees, the waters, everything was for man. The whole earth is for man. That is why I was saying something on Saturday. Look at what man has done with the earth. And what man is still about to do. Now there's AI. <laughs> there's AI, chat, GPT. Chat. Different. So imagine in the next five years, what's going to happen? I saw an invention of the UN. I don't know if it's popular. Such that, uh, I saw this about two years ago, an invention that the UN created. Such that you can be somewhere now, you can be in Rochester now, and you can be having a physical interaction with somebody in another country just via a screen. 
and it's going to look as though you is the created like a cone. They did it for the pandemic in some of these um, Asian countries. So such that you can you enter into a cone and you will just be locked up in there and somebody in another country is in that cone and both of you are almost almost like touching each other. Look at what man has done. <laughs> now Apple just released uh, Vision. Uh, what's that thing? Vision. Uh, Vision Pro, where you be using your hand, just your hand, to navigate things. You just move up, go. <laughs> you be controlling the wind and the thing. Look at what man has done. A man is still going. Don't, some people think. Nah, some people look at those things and say, God is not behind this. No. God is behind the intelligence of man. God wants man to explore everything. Everything is on this earth. Man discovered it. No man was born with an apple phone. Steve Jobs didn't come with an apple phone when he was born. He met all the resources he needed to undo it here on earth. So that's why I look at all these people who say there is no God and I say they are stupid because their world came from God. God provided all the resources here on this earth for them. They just have to think. So they just so they, they just get very perverse in their mind because of so much knowledge and say, um, I just don't believe there's a mystical, there's a science. God created the earth for you. Look at what man has done. We are we, we look at us now. Some of us we, like we are in Rochester, we are in Rochester. 90% of Rochester is always cold. And there is an eater all the time. Just imagine there is no eater. Look at what man has done. <laughs> Sister Rokia is thinking of her life. <laughs> the Texas woman, the Texas baby is thinking of her life like, ha, I would have survived. <laughs> you know? So, Back to what I'm saying. So, you, so, so every creation of God was for man. So the essence of even the existence of angels was actually for man. I'm not even getting me to this point. So that means angels cannot. Angels are not designed to receive. And we're going to look at this much more later. Not, not maybe not in this series. Angels were not designed to receive forgiveness. They can't receive forgiveness. Angels don't, angels don't have a redeemer. Forgive, <laughs> forgiveness is based on reconciliation. Only man is to be reconciled. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20, 17 to 21. Only man is to be reconciled. Angels don't have reconciliation. You sin, that's all. So that's why you see people keep saying, hey, you know that meat you had in your mind? Can't just the devil just repent? You know, how many of you had that thing in your mind? I say, can't just the devil repent and let this world just, ah, at least this God will just, you know, God will just have mercy. She means a God that have mercy. He does have mercy. Not for, not for those guys, man. Sorry. <laughs> so the devil is still going to keep tormenting, but not you. Amen. <laughs> ah. So I say, I just want, I remember when I was much younger, when my mother flogged me one day, I just felt like the essence of this flogging me is the devil. Can't just the devil just repent now? At least I won't receive this cane again. I still receive more even after that. 
So stop the fallacy. Go and preach the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. So forgiveness is based on reconciliation. And only man can be reconciled. Because man is the plan of God. Man is the reason for... See, look at me, everyone. Man is the reason for the entire creation. All these things we read, uh, the Lord created everything. Everything was for man. You know, I told you on Saturday, I'm doing a study of what is man looking for. And I'm getting these things clearly now. Everything is for man. The entire creation of God, he created it for man. So that's why the angels have to ask sometimes, what is man that thou mindful of him? Who's, who's this guy? Who's this man? Ah, ah. And look, imagine they're asking those questions, not knowing that they were created because of us. <laughs> They will not even be existing because of us. Supernatural beings, the angels will not be existing because of without us. So look at it now. So that means, now let's take it back to the White House. You are in the White House. There will be no bodyguards. Nobody to protect you in the White House if you are not there. Are you seeing it? So the reasons of all the secret service, FBI, all of those things is because of the man, the president. Is the major reason there. In fact, even the vice president don't live in the White House. So he's the major reason. For the, for, are you seeing it? So now, back to us as a Christians. The redemption and forgiveness. And forgiveness can only be given to man. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? So, he, so stop thinking. Look at in Jude 7. Stop thinking angels are going to repent someday. Or um, the devil is going to repent someday. He's not going to repent. He's not trying to repent. He's not even planning to repent, and he's not going to repent. He has been doomed. <laughs> and as I was doomed, a state of darkness, Tartarus is there. Look at verse 6, Jude, Jude 6, says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains of darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So they are marked for judgment. So that means there's a day all of them are going to be destroyed. That's the day of the resurrection. They will be, they will be gone. All those, all those rubbish, they say, uh, uh, the devil will not come and torment one great tribulation. It's trash. That's, don't, don't believe those rubbish. <laughs> we'll look at that much later. All those rapture end times things. Uh, they are destroyed. They are already marked for destruction. They don't have those power again on the resurrection money. That's the verse say, even as even uh, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities of above them, and the like manner, giving man bringing themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and all of those things. So you see, you know, so man is the reason for forgiveness. Are you see? Are you seeing that man? So what? What? So you you will ask the question: What is in God's mind, man? If somebody asks you, what is in God's mind? Salvation, man. In very in First Timothy two verse four, this is the will of God that that everyone will come into the light of the gospel, that everyone will believe and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's not angels. <laughs> angels are not coming into the light of any truth. Only man is coming to the light of. Only man is meant to believe the gospel. Angels are not meant to believe the gospel. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So that thinking on your mind and say all oh, the demons will repent is not possible. They are not going to repent. They will keep being demons. And they are going to keep being demons and demons and demons and demons. Only that they can't touch you. Amen. All right, look at Hebrews 2. Amen. You learning something? Okay, you got to learn. You are in Zion. Amen. 
Are you seeing that you see power? Are you seeing power now? <laughs> are you seeing part of your power? <laughs> are you seeing, you see the power corrupts absolutely power, corrupts absolutely. <laughs> so you can look at the angels and say, hope you know that God did not die for you. <laughs> Look at the Hebrews 2 verse 13. It says, and again, I put my trust in him. And behold, I give, behold, I am a treasure which God has given me. For as much as the children are particles of flesh, but he was very deliberate. He said, as much as they are particles of flesh, he also himself took part of the same. That he, that true death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, who were, who deli- and delivered them through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So verily, verily, he took not the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He took on him the seed that, that is, he took on the form of man. Wherein, look at this, verse 17, he says, Wherefore, in all things, he behoved him to be made, he behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. What did he do? To make reconciliation for the sins of the people, not the angels. Not the angels. So why? Because God's mind is about man. And it is salvation is only for man. Hebrews 2 verse 6. It says, But one in a certain place testifies, What is man? That thou art mindful of him. The son of man that thou visited him. And that place you will see that in Psalm 8 verse 4 to 6. So the only solution for angels is destruction. <laughs> they mess up like this. The next thing is destruction. Tartarus. State of darkness. So once they make a mistake like this. It's, a self, it's like saying, it's a self-destruct plan. They don't need forgiveness. So the way they are designed is such that once they make a mistake, once they lose their first estate, destruction. Once they sin, destruction. Once they... <laughs> so you see that you... So you see you that want to even be keeping your salvation. Imagine angels. <laughs> Those ones have to be holding their salvation very tight like this. <laughs> you know, once anything happens like this... I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so angels is so because so somebody will ask you, how is uh, how the Satan fall? Satan fall via the sin of man. Uh, so angels don't need forgiveness. It, it's it's just a self-defense. So Satan's judgment is in the redemption of man. Why is Satan judged in the way he's judged? Because of the redemption of man. Says the seed of the woman will bruise the heel of the serpent. So Satan is judged based on the redemption of man. So man is the center point, or let me use the word centerpiece of everything God has made. God has made. Man is the center point. In fact, even angels are learning. Look at in look at in Ephesians three verse ten. Angels are learning. Angels are even trying to learn God's word from us. Look at in Ephesians three verse ten. So if you find an angel trying to teach you God's word, maybe it's a falling one. <laughs> Ephesians 3 verse 10, it says to the infant, now unto the principalities and power in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. So he says, so he says the principalities and powers in the heavenly that will be made known. So when it says principalities and powers, it's talking about the supernatural beings there. They will be made known. Look at the first Peter 1 13. First Peter 1 13. Look at what he says. He says, 
uh, let's look at verse 12 or verse 11 12. It says, Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed, and not unto themselves, but unto us, that they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. So when it says principality and power, there, angels are learning from the church. They are learning from the church. So that's why the same authority we have over the devil is the same authority we have over angels. Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying now? The same authority we have over devil is the same authority we have over angels. Why? Because our authority is why we can teach. Our authority is why we can resist the demons and all. It's the same authority. The believer's authority is the same. Only that when it comes to the devil, we say, get out. But angels, we say, come. Are you seeing the difference? For the devil, we say, you get out of here. We resist the devil. For angels, we say, you come in. Are you seeing it? It's the same authority. The same believer's authority is available for the believer to cast out demons and to welcome angels. So our authority is why we can teach, we can resist demons and all of those things. So I can cast out demons because of what Jesus has done. Are you seeing it? Not because, of, not because I pray, not because I fast, which is good, right? But because I am in Zion. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it, guy? You must understand that. See, let me tell you, your, your first point of understanding must be based on what Christ has done for you. Are you seeing it? So, because you are a believer, you have the rights to cast that devil and you have the rights to welcome angels. He says, don't be careful. Hebrews 13 verse 1. Don't be, verse 2, verse 1 and 2. He says, don't be careful. Uh, don't be forgetful to entertain strangers because some will entertain angels all that way. So, you welcome them. Are you seeing it? But for, 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 for devils, for demons, the principalities, evil powers, you get out of here. They don't have a place around you. It says you resist the devil. You get him away from you. You cast him off. So it's the same authority. There's no special authority to resist the devil and there's no special authority to work on the devil. You already have all the authority it takes because you are in Zion. That's why I told you there is no power greater than the power that the United, president, the United States president wants to have again by being a president. I don't know if you get what I just said. He, he doesn't have his, another superpower by being a president. He has all the power by just being the president. Are you seeing it? All right. So, I can cast out demons because of what Jesus has done. And I welcome angels because of what Jesus has done. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing the same authority? Because we are in Zion. So, the blood of Jesus glorifies us. So, if you can cast out demons... You can have angels minister for you. If you can cast out, say, in the name, I wish all of us, we all do. As we go, we go all go for outreach. We minister to the sick. We, we minister to the oppressed. We say, in the name of Jesus, you devil, you get out of here. We do all of those things. It's the same authority we have to have angels minister for us. So we can command and we say, oh, we can use our authority and say, oh, you angels, you minister for us. We're going to look at that more. Look at so, and so that means we are qualified by the blood. Look at Hebrews 9. We are qualified by the blood. 
We are qualified by the blood. Look at what it says in Hebrews 9, verse 12. Neither of the blood of goats of calves, but by his own blood he entered into one place, the holy. He says, the holy place having obtained redemption for us. He says, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes and ifas sprinkling for a certified to the purifying of the flesh, he now says in verse 14, how much more? Glory to God. Shall the blood of Jesus Christ, who through the internal spirit, offered himself without spot of, to God, purge our conscience of dead words to serve the living God. So whatever we saw Jesus do in the four Gospels, we can do greater today. It says, greater what shall we do? We can do greater today. So you never lacked the authority before angels. You never did. We receive salvation by the blood. And we received, um, by us receiving salvation, angels can minister for me. Angels can minister for me. I don't know about you, but angels minister for me. Angels minister for me. Angels minister for me. The minister for me. So now, what happens? What goes wrong? What, what, why, why does it seem like many people can't receive the ministry of angels? Seeing consciousness affects the ministry of angels. Let's start putting some things in proper perspective now. It makes it difficult, seeing consciousness makes it difficult for angels to minister. How many of you observe that it seems as though the ministry of angels increased upon the incarnation? We're going to look at that even more closely, much later. You see in Matthew 1 verse 20, why do you think the first thing they keep saying is fear not. That's what they keep saying. Look at it in Matthew 120. Matthew 120. Matthew 120. For behold, he thought on these things. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not. So think thee, my Mary. So, you know, he was thinking of these things. Fear not. Why did they say fear not? Because their appearance can look scary. And now, I want you to pay attention because I'm teaching something I want you to pay attention for. Can angels, mean, can angels come to a man physically? Yes. Can you see angels with your physical optical eyes? That is, not in the realms of the spirit. That is, the way you are seeing me like this. Can you see an angel? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The whole of Israel saw God. Exodus 19. Yes, you can see. So somebody asks you, can we see an angel? They are in the spirit. Yes, they are in the spirit. You can see them physically. So now, when you see them physically, the appearance may look scary. The appearance may look... And now I'm teaching you why some of you have not seen angels physically. Because you are scared. They cannot appear to you in the form of fear. No, 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 no. They can't even minister in the place of fear. That is why you first need to understand where you are. Imagine I'm the president of the United States and I told Jojo to come in. Am I going to be scared? Am I going to be say, oh man, because of his buffness, I'm going to be scared? No. I have authority over him as the president. Even though he goes to gym and dies there. 
and look all the buffness. I'm going to still be, I'm not going to be scared of it. He's going to stand out to the door and say, yes, sir. Yes, President, sir. That's the right and privilege I have. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? So, in Zion, angels don't minister in the place of fear. They don't. That's why they say fear not. And only a sin-conscious mentality or only a sin-conscious believer will be in fear. And fear comes from the place of sin-consciousness. Why do they say fear not? Their appearance looks scary. Their appearance looks greater. Their appearance looks magnificent. Both. In fact, if you look at it in Psalm 103, I, I, I have to see Psalm 103 verse 20. Go to Psalm 103 verse 20. Psalm 103 verse 20. Look at what it says. Are you learning something? Psalm 103 verse 20. He says, I wrote something here in my notes. I started that Psalm 103 verse 20. I'm going to do a contextual analysis of, or grammatical analysis for us of that place later, but not now. But look at him, look at that Psalm 103 verse 20. He says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, acting to his words. Says, blessed the Lord, all ye is what? His host. You know, that's the angels, right? All right. Ye ministers of ease that please that do his pleasure. Now look at it. So that word is angels there is from the word malak. It implies his messengers. That word that excel. Look at that word that excel. That word excel is from the Greek word is uh, sorry, not Greek word now. When we're looking at the Old Testament, it's Hebrew word. Are you saying? Now, when you say, so when it says, his angels, is Hebrew word, malak. M-A-L-A-K. It implies messenger. So angels are messengers. Angels are messengers. So what that word, excel, excel, is the Hebrew word, gibor. G-I-B-B-O-R. G-I-B-B-O-R. And it implies mighty. So their appearance can be mighty. Huge, very tall, like tall to this ceiling. Are you getting what I'm saying? Huge, magnificent. So that's the word Gibor, mighty. To war, mighty to fight. They can take on things. They can pound some people. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they are mighty. And they often refer to, so that's why they say they excel in strength. We're going to look at, maybe, maybe in this series, we're going to look at, what makes them excel in strength? <laughs> Just so known on that. Maybe I'll share that in this room. Maybe not. So, mighty. They, so, they are, so, they can be that magnificent. I just remember the story a friend shared to me. You know, he said that he saw someone. Uh, he, he said, he, uh, he was sharing me a story of some people in the north, the northern part of um, Nigeria now. He said that he was, so me, me and him were talking, but we're just, sharing certain things, a touching ministry and everything. And he said, there's this particular ministry, they were praying, and these guys, these um, Muslim people, uh, uh, they, 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 they had issues with the church in that city, and they told them that tonight, we are coming to pull down this church, we are coming to burn it, even if anybody is in this church, we are coming to burn it. And we are burning it to ashes, and we don't care. And they gave them the timing, 
and they said that will be the last time they must operate in this city. They should pack their load and go. They don't want them in this city. This city is a is a Muslim nation. Is a Muslim city. We are Islamic in this city and this and that. And guess what happened? This brethren prayed. By the time the hoodlums wanted to come and pull down the city, they said they saw a being mightier than them standing in front of the place, standing in front of the church. As they were about to come inside, the being asked them, where are you going to? And they said, my friend said, they just said, we are so sorry. We are going back. Because they saw the mightiness of the beings. They said they saw about two just standing around the church. And somebody said, somebody told, so it's, they said they even saw that one was walking around. Two just stood in front as they come, came there. So they were like, yeah, we want to put the, the petrol, we want to put out the fire, we want to do all of those things and scatter the whole thing. They just saw it and said, what, you, what do you want to do? And they saw, they saw the beam. They saw the beam, right? As the beam appeared to them. As the being appeared to them, he saw, they saw all of those things and they were like, they were wondering, what is this? What is, so the next day they came back and they said, they came to talk to the, so you know, if the, the pastors were there and they were still wondering, hey, this one that our church has not been burnt down, hope everything is okay. So one of the people just came and they said, we believe in your God now. Right now, we believe in your God. Right now, we, we, right now, we, you know, right now, we have, whatever it is that you people saw or that you people did. He said, so the, the pastor was asking them, why? My story. So the pastor said, these guys came in and came to ask, sorry, we couldn't burn down your church anymore. We believe in your gospel. That you people were outside. Ah, the pastor said, all of us were in our house just praying. We're not outside. He said, no. Ah. He said, pastor. He said, the way you looked. He said, is this how you really look? He said, the way you look, you look taller than this entire building. That we were looking up like this. And we couldn't, we couldn't even fight. You're, you were so huge. My friend said, that is what we call the power of God and the ministry of angels. That's their work. You know, that's their work. Mighty. And they minister for us. I think you see what I'm saying. I will never forget that story. We're sharing and we're like, whoa. So we're making, we say, hmm, you have to see things in ministry. So, you know, the ministry of angels can never walk in a fear. No, it can't. Because God does not inspire fear. In the character of God, there is no fear there. He says he has not given us the spirit to fear or bondage, but the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. So, Flesh, and you know, a lot of us, when you see those beings, I'm teaching you because I know you will see it. You will have experiences and encounters. 
When you see those beings, the reason you are scared is because you think they are greater than you. No. I told you the less is greater. I mean, if you remember that, flesh and blood is greater. You have authority. So, why you see them? Imagine Jojo just coming into your house at 12 a.m. in the midnight. You're not going to be scared. This is not Jojo. Right. Why? Because you are not, you are already conscious of the fact that this being called Jojo <laughs> is buff. Right? He's huge. He's mighty. He can pounce on you. Imagine Jojo sit down anywhere now, anywhere he's gone. <laughs> or even Jojo just shake Star Rocket like this. All the windows of Star Rocket will go. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, you must understand that angels carry out his command because they are messengers. So they can appear to you. They can give you an instruction, a word, a message. They can direct your steps. Are you getting what I'm saying? It says, he will give charge, he will give angels charge over you to keep thee in all thy ways. So they can, they can just show up and prevent certain things. You can see the ministry of angels physically work for you. You know, that, that young prophet and Elijah, he says, open his eyes. You know, Elijah says, Lord, open his eyes that he will see. And what did he see? He saw the chariots of fire. He saw things. He said, ah, indeed, those that are with us are more than those that are against us. <laughs> you know, he saw all of those things. So your eyes, as I'm teaching now by the power of God, I know your eyes are opened to receive their ministry. So, but you can't be scared. Any message, any preaching that inspires fear can never be of God. It, see, let me tell you, one of the first ways, see, if you want to test a true doctrine, watch your hearts. How fearful are you after the service? Are you getting what I'm saying? They tell you there's tribulation, there's everything. You are not scared. That is never of God. The true message of God never inspires fear. It says perfect love casted out fear. The true message of God never inspires fear. You hear someone, and the next thing you cannot do is you can't sleep in the night is not of God. I knew it from when I was younger, when I watched some certain kind of Christian movies. And I will not be able to sleep. And that can never be, have been inspired of God. Yes, they hide under the guys that the fact that they are Christians. But that inspiration was never of God. It was of the devil. And I boldly say it. Any movie you watch and you can't sleep at night is never inspired of God. Any movie you watch, both Christian and not Christian, and it puts fear in your heart, it can never be of God. Any message, any preacher that preaches someone, and the next thing you are doing is, you know, this, I remember when we were younger, I went for a crusade, and the preacher finished preaching, and I could not trek home. You, you don't understand. I, I, I was scared of going home, because <laughs> I didn't know what could happen on the way. You will hear some sermons, powers on your destiny. There are some, there are some, there are some, there are some. <laughs> you hear some, some, they will, they will be wondering what, I read a book one time. I will mention the name of the book, but I will not mention the name of the author. 
When the deliverers need deliverance. That's the title. My brothers and sisters, there was just one scripture in that book. One text of the Bible in the whole book. Every other thing was based on experience. Experience. When the deliverer needs it. So when, do you know the meaning? The, the material was written to pastors. Meaning, when you finish delivering somebody, you yourself still need deliverance. Ha! You know, I'm wondering what's the end of this. I picked the book. I just, I, it's not, I, I will never intentionally have read that book. God forbid. I just wanted to. I was just, you know, I just, I went to somebody's and I just stumbled on it. I saw the title. And I, ah, hey, let me look through. So, in my, because I can read very fast, I just zo- went through it. Ah, my Lord and my God. One scripture in the entire book. And every other thing was experiences. There's that man. There was one woman. When after she finished ministry deliverance. So, you will go for a deliverance service. I remember one day, I was in one church. I will mention the name of the church. I was in one church. So, the pastor said, so, the, so one pastor was trying to pray for somebody. And the person was just manifesting. I just went there. I was, I just went there. Leave the person in the name of Jesus. So, the person just came down. But then I said, all right, so go and wash your hand with oil. I said, with what? With what? I said, go and wash my hand with oil. So he was doing, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He was saying, so he was saying, I, just, I was just angry. I was just looking. So I was not a, <laughs> I wasn't a pastor then. I was just a sort of school teacher in that church. <laughs> I just sat down. Just... So prayer was going on at the front. Everybody was still, they were still beating the enemies, still doing everything. So this one was a special case. So this was at the back. So me, because I was not even interested in what was going on in the, I was just there. Why? I was just there because of sentiment. Because I did not know where to go. So by happenstance, I was there. So I was just angry. He was saying the nails, the person was saying, just shaking his head, twirling his, uh, you know, all those people that used to have long wig, women, just, I was just, so the man was thinking things was moving too. So he would lay on the person, the person would roll. I was just like, in the name of Jesus, come on. So the man was going to come. So the person was wondering, who is this person? And I said, okay. So, you know, so that he, so he said, go and wash your hands with oil. <laughs> what, the hell is, what the hell is that? Fear. So many people are living in fear. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Remember Job? He said that it may be. In case my daughter sins, let me quickly atone. <laughs> let me quickly make a sacrifice. So that, just in case, so much fear. Sin that I know, sin that I did not know, sin in my thought, sin in my thinking, sin of omission, sin of oration, sin of, sin of, sin of condemnation, sin of... <laughs> What's that? So a lot of believers are living in great fear. They can't sleep at night because they feel like if they sleep at night and, the old, and Jesus come, they are done. So before they sleep, Lord, as I want to sleep, anything I'm about to commit inside this dream, <laughs> quickly forgive me. Oh. 
forgive me quickly. And if you will come this night as I sleep, allow me worthy to go. <laughs> Bid me worthy to go. <laughs> Fear. And it has robbed people off. It has robbed a lot of people of their inheritance in Christ. Fear. I'm saying it again. Any message you hear that inspires fear in your heart can never be of God. The scriptures are, are clear on it. It can never. Never be of God. Fear cannot come from God. Fear comes from the devil. You must know it. Fear comes from the devil. 1 John 4. Look at 1 John 4. Fear comes from the devil. So that's why, if you notice, when, they, when angels come and minister to people, the very first thing they say, fear not, calm down. Don't be, because they won't be able to talk. You will paralyze their ministry with fear. So they'll tell you, breathe, breathe. Just allow, allow, allow yourself breathe. <laughs> so it paralyzes their ministry. They are not able, because they are, they are conditioned, they are, they are angels of God. Their life is in love. Their life is in the spirit. So they are not used to that, that fear, that sin consciousness. They are not used to it. So they face it, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's me, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm your ministry spirit. Don't worry. Chill. But you know, that is why a lot of believers have been robbed of their supernatural experiences. Why? Because of the kind of message they feed on. Fear. Sin, death, deliverance. What's that? You've been going for deliverance since you were 17. Now you are 45. You are still going for deliverance. When are you going to be free? When exactly are you going to be free? You've gone for all the firstborn deliverance, all the secondborn deliverance, all the lastborn deliverance. The spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of vagabond. That's how I went to a deliverance center. The man of God didn't know I was a pastor. He just saw me because I used to wear palm and I used to dress very rascally. He just said, come, you have a vagabond spirit. I said, ah. <laughs> if I thought you want to see, try and see where. So he now started laying hands on me. Vagabond spirit, come out. So I was wondering what wanted to come out from me. <laughs> because I knew I was confident that I had, in fact, then I started healing the sick. So I did, ah. <laughs> All the, the sick, vagabond sick that I healed returned back. So they will be telling you everything. That's why they tell you, if you heal the sick, it will return back to you. It's not possible. Heal the sick freely. So that has robbed a lot of people from healing the sick. Because they feel like if they cast out any demon like this, it's coming back to them. No! That's not of God. That's not of God. Heal the sick. Heal the sick freely. The reason why some people are robbed of healing the sick is because they heard a story. One man, that's how he healed the sick. The next day he was blind. That's not your reality. You are not Job. You are not Job. That's not your You are in Zion. A place of authority. Obama killed Osama Biladi and he did not, he's still alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did he kill him? He just sent people to do it. He's still alive. Nothing has gone wrong with him. That's using his authority well. I'm much more the believer who Christ has paid the sacrifice for him. Oh, you know, God. So you see a lot of people in so much fear. So much. 
vagabond spirit, deliverance spirit, so many things. If, if you cast out that person, hmm, be careful. They say, you say, madness is worrying somebody. He can jump on you. Be careful. So you two, you sleep the man and say, just keep being mad. What are you supposed to do? Go out in the name of Jesus. Once you see the activities of the devil around you, <laughs> those are times to use your authority. You see anybody manifesting anything, come out! You don't have a right to be here. I'm here. Where there is light, darkness cannot coexist there. Hallelujah. Where light shines in the place, darkness give way. When you enter any place where there is the manifestations of darkness, by your entrance into the place, they're supposed to be running. The demon asked Jesus, the only time demon spoke in the scripture, he asked, have you come to cast us away? He said, our time is not yet here. Because he knows that that's the, what light does. No way to God. That's what light does. When you come into a place, your presence scares the devil. Your presence scares the devil. If you get to walk, let me tell you, why does it seem like certain people are opposing you? Because you're a believer. You don't see that some people hate you. It's the reactions of the devil just buzzed by you being there. You are making them uncomfortable. You give them a good time. <laughs> you give them a swell time. You make, you, you make them enjoy the fact that you are living in good time. They are, they are just roaming about. Look at in 1 John 4, verse 18. Look at let's start from verse 17. Or let's start from 16. 1 John 4. And we have known and believed. The love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. In verse 17. It is wherein our love is made perfect. That we may do what? Have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is. Glory to God. So am I in this world. Not as he was. He said as he is. That means in his present state in the resurrection. Now he's seated on high. He's seated in heaven. That is where I am. Can God be scared of the devil? No, the devil, the devil is beneath God. No. As he is, so am I. He now says, look at what he now says in verse 18. There is no fear in love. Glory to God. Any message you hear, I'm saying it again, men of God, preachers of the gospel, believers, any message you hear, and the next thing you are doing is you are just scared. It can never be of God. He was never inspired by the scriptures. He was never inspired by God. All scriptures are written by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So that means the inspiration, the motivation, the character. You must look at the character of God. Look at the fruit of the Spirit. That's the character of God. Love, patience, joy, long-suffering, joyfulness, fruitfulness. That's his character. His message must carry his character. His message must carry his character. Why would you be sober in the service when you are preached to, when you are corrected? Because it says, whoever the father loves is chastised. Are you seeing what, are you hearing what I'm saying? Why would you cry in some services? Why would you cry when you are rebuked? Why would you cry? Why would you feel, oh my God, I was wrong. It says, who the father loves is chastised. It does it because of love. Hebrews, Hebrews 12, it does it because of love. He says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear. Because fear has torment. Have you seen it? Fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Fear has torment. Fear is from the devil. Fear has torment. 
So angels cannot minister to you. They can't appear even to you if you are sin conscious, if you are in fear. Fear has torment. Because if you are in fear, you got to shoot them. <laughs> Some people just carry their gun. <laughs> Why are you? Boom. United States of America, where there is gun, gun license. I was talking to somebody one day. He said, I'm about to go and sign up for gun license. I said, What for? What for? He said, Just for protection. I said, You don't have all the ministry spirit that is guiding you. It's not enough for protection. <laughs> you see me gone. I said, You have another motive. <laughs> he said, No, I just want to be protected with all the hosts. <laughs> Heavenly host protecting you in Zion, following you all about. You still need God. Father, fear cast it out. Father, fear. Father, love cast it out of fear. He says, We love them because they first loved us. So, God's goodness leads men to repentance. We can use the ministry of angels confidently. Accusation is from the devil. He is the accuser. When you see yourself accused, he's the accuser. Look at the story of the adulterous woman. He says, neither do I condemn you. So God, God's goodness leads men to repentance. Romans 2 verse 4. So the first love is God's love for us. Some people say, take me to the place where you are. Good song. But we are there already. Glory to God. <laughs> we are there we are where he is we are seated far above all principalities and power in the high places he says we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ we are where he is glory to God so when you are saying take me to the place where you are I don't know the place you want to take where he wants him to take you to I have been there already glory to God I am there already <laughs> so we love him so we say, I want that sweet love that, that I receive when I receive salvation. Is his love that you need. I'll explain this later. <laughs> so we love him because he first loved us. He was the one that first loved us. He is the one that first loved us. Not you. You? You? Do you even still love me? <laughs> he was the one that first loved you. Glory to God. So fear has torment. So the minister deliverance for us. So are you seeing why some of you have not seen angels? Fear. Torment. Sin consciousness. So renew your mind with the word. So the minister deliverance for us. Second Thessalonians. We looked at that last week. I want to start gradually beginning to put this to a close for today. We'll pick it up from here next week. Amen. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1. We looked at that last week. He says, finally, brethren, pray for us that we may be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men for, for they have no faith. He says, we will be delivered. Look at the Second Corinthians 1 verse 10. It says, he delivered us of so great a death. So great a death. Deliver. So the minister deliverance for us. Second Peter 2 9. Second Peter 2 9. He says, for the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. That was the word deliver. 
Deliver. That word deliver is from the Hebrew, is from the Greek word Romai. R-H-O-U-M-A-I. 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 It means preservation. Kept from. It delivers. It preserves you. They kept from. So you can receive the ministry of angels. And now, you see in Acts 12, verse 5, the ministry of angels received deliverance for them. 2 Timothy 3.11. 2 Timothy 3.11. Deliverance. So the, and you know, so you know there's two kinds of deliverance now in scripture. Deliverance from salvation, right? Now deliverance from evil. Are you seeing it? So this is deliverance from evil. They don't deliver you as salvation, it's God's work. Are you seeing it? It's what his blood has done. Are you seeing it? It's what it says. It delivered us from bondage. That's you know that's salvation. Are you seeing it? Now, but when he's talking about deliverance from so great a death. That may deliver from wicked and invisible. You see, that's evil. Are you seeing it? And that's the work of the angel. That's what they do. They minister deliverance for us. So if you want to keep going for deliverance service and keep aligning a man, do the work for you. I don't know what to call you. <laughs> he has done God has done one. Angels are doing one. You are still going for marathon deliverance. Ah, see, some people are just wasting their time. Say, 21 days marathon deliverance. My head, not my head, not my blood. <laughs> not my head, not my blood. Touch me not. <laughs> say, 21 days of deliverance of touch me not. Ah, uh -uh, we are in Zion. Go with the God. <laughs> we are in Zion. <laughs> Second <laughs> Timothy three eleven. Second Timothy three eleven. Is it making sense to us? Yes, Are you enjoying these? Yes. Amen, amen. You having a good time. Second Timothy three eleven. <clears throat> what does it say? Oh, praise God! Look at what it says. Persecutions, afflictions, which came before me at Antioch, in Asis, and what persecutions I endured, them, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. So it's delivered me. So the minister deliverance to me and for me. Say the minister deliverance. deliverance. Say angels minister. Angels minister. Deliverance, deliverance to me, to me. And, for me. and for me. To me, to me. And, for me. and for me. The minister deliverance. Look at in Acts 12. The minister deliverance to Peter in Acts 16. The minister deliverance to Paul. They broke the chains. In Acts 27. Look at Acts 27. I've not showed you that in this series. Acts 27. Look at Acts 27. The shipwreck. <clears throat> the shipwreck story. Acts 27. Look at it in verse 27. Look at it, verse 3, verse 23. It says, For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whose I serve, saying, Fear not. Are you seeing it? The same thing. Paul, thou shalt be brought before Caesar, and look, God has given thee all that say with thee. Wherefore, be of good shape, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Why? They are about to have a shipwreck. And he told them, see, I heard the angel of the Lord say this. We're going to be delivered from this shipwreck. Hallelujah. The minister deliverance. So, so the minister deliverance to me and for me. 
When we say for me, that means on my behalf. So that means by your prayers, you can make the ministry of angels available to someone else. Pay attention to this carefully. By your prayers, you can make the ministry of angels available to somebody else. A loved one, a family member, a friend. Somebody who is not walking in light of his redemption as hot as he ought to. By prayers, you can make the ministry of, of angels available to somebody else. That's why we say, when he ministered to me and for me. In Acts 12, verse 5, he says, Peter was kept in prison and prayer was made of the church without ceasing unto God for him. So what did Peter do? Peter received the ministry. So many of us, and I think I'm going to address this more in the course of this series as we progress, probably next week, we've not learned to receive the ministry of angels as we ought to. So angels supply answers to our prayer. The ministry of angels supply answers to our prayer. And let me tell you again, I'll say they cannot act on fear. They can't. They can't walk in fear, sin consciousness. They can't. And many of us have been superstitious with our prayers. We pray the wrong prayers. We are very superstitious. Lord, deliver me today. Deliver me by fire. Deliver me by fire. We pray, eh, 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 oh Lord, come down. We pray so many things. So many superstitious, fetish things. Matthew 26, verse 53. Jesus told us, I will pray. Don't you think I will pray the Father and He will give me legions of angels? So that means we can pray the prayer of faith. We can pray the prayer of faith. Anytime you have a prayer request based on anxiety, hear what I'm saying very well. Anytime you have a prayer request based on anxiety, don't, it cannot be inspired by God. Don't pray when you're anxious. Feed on the word. When you see a report of fear, brethren, 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 let's pray. Mm-mm. A report of fear is not to pray. A report of fear, when you see a report of fear, get in the word. Saturate your mind on the word. Feed on the word first. Feed on the word. Get the word into your heart. Stop the fear first. When you stop the fear first, then pray the right prayers. Pray the prayer of faith. Many people pray over fetish things. We pray about a lot of things. Oh Lord, that dream, that that food I had in the dream. I keep saying this story. I remember many years ago, because of fear also. Uh, because I was taught that if you hit in the dream, you'll fall sick. So I remember, I had conflicts in my dream. And who made the conflicts for me? A woman I suspected to be a witch in my street. I was not sick for the first three, four, five hours that I woke up. I was perfectly normal. But like Job, I remembered the dream. And I meditated on it. They said if you eat in your dream, you will fall sick. Something will happen to you. And not just anyhow. A woman I suspected to be a witch. Instantly I fell sick. For days. I started vomiting. Fear. But right now, glory to God, I eat in my dream and I'm alive. <laughs> Somebody say, eating in his dream is not normal. 
God came to Peter and said, Arise, kill and eat in his dream and vision. You don't eat to stay there. You know, there's a, there's a passage of scripture that says, when, when a man goes hungry and sleeps, he will eat in his dream. I'll show you one day. <laughs> I'm not joking. Now today, I eat in my dream. I'm still praying to eat tomorrow or tonight in my dreams. And I'll still be normal. You see, hey! You eat, you drank coke, that means you drank blood. You need redemption. Ah, I drank the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> so you see, you drank wine? Oh, yeah. The living bread. <laughs> so don't be scared. Stop being scared. Hallelujah. So angels respond to what? Pray the words, right? Angels respond to faith in the word. What does angels do? They respond to faith so they can act on your behalf. That's why you have to receive. Receiving is an active word. Look at the 1 John 5 verse 14. Again, 1 John 5 verse 14. 1 John 5 verse 14, it says, For this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, what did he do? He hears us. And we know that he hears us. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So, pray the right prayers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pray the prayer of faith. So, receiving is an active word. You must be ready to receive. Receiving is from the Greek word lambano. It means to take hold. A lot of us, we don't know how to receive in prayer. We don't know how to receive in prayer. We still don't know how to receive in prayer. Prayer is asking and receiving. You must position yourself to receive. So, you need to erase fearful thoughts from your words. You need to. You need to erase fearful thoughts from your words. Thoughts that expect, thoughts that, you know, so even from your thoughts, play for me, I close. Thoughts that expect fears, bad things, those thoughts makes you not receive the ministry of angels effectively. Many of us, you have feel your thoughts, it may be it may be. What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? You have to learn to erase those thoughts of fear from your heart. Just imagine Jesus living in fear. Imagine Jesus now in his place of authority right now. Right now. Don't forget, the scripture says, as he is right, so are we. So imagine Jesus as he is right now, still fearful. Still thinking of it may be. So when fear comes, stop fear. Are you getting what I'm saying? And how do you do it? From your words. Stop fear with your words. Speak faith-filled words. Use faith-filled words. Act like Jesus. Act like the word is true. Imagine we are all surrounded with angels. Look at something I want to tell you guys. Imagine. The scriptures told us we are in Zion. The city of the living God. Innumerable commune of angels. That means... If we are all around angels, our actions, our thoughts, our talks, our, our talking, our speaking matters. Imagine you learn things like this and you get back home. 
and you are still speaking it will not be possible angels will be wondering what are these guys saying so are you saying that you are not alone you are never alone you are surrounded with a host uncountable innumerable so if we are around angels God's instruction is that angels are with us and they work for us they act for us they minister to us and for us so that's why you have a lot of people they pray and they are not expecting they will never see a result acts and they shall be given Mark 7 verse 17 1 Peter 32 John 16 23 Mark 11 verse 24 act like the word is true fill your words fill your thoughts with the words of faith God said it angels are working for me Psalm 91 shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways lest I be lest they bear you up and you dash your foot against the stone this is thou shalt tread on the lion and the harder the young lion and the dragon and thou shalt trample over feet why because he has set his love upon me therefore will I deliver him so I have a confidence I will be delivered always. Angels are ministering for me. They are ministering to me. You know, the ministry is for me. I have supernatural preservations because of angels. I can see them physically. They can give me a message physically. Why? Because I don't live in fear. I live in the love of God. So as you pray, you receive in prayer, right? You receive in prayer. You learn to receive in prayer. You pray the prayer of faith. You speak the right word. You deal with fear. You cast down fear away from your heart. Fear paralyzes the ministry of angels. Stop being fearful. Are you hear what I'm saying? Stop being fearful. Welcome the ministry. You have the authority. You live in Zion. Tell us this month into next month, towards the end of the year, we're going to have spectacular experiences, supernatural, vivid visions, vivid revelations. You'll be on your own and they will walk up to you in your room, tap you, talk to you. We will receive their ministry and all ramifications. We will send them forth where they ought to go. Just like the church prayed and Peter received their, his, their ministry in the prison. Wow. Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises. They were expectant. So are you expectant for what you are praying about? Oh, you're just praying and you're just, you're just looking. Lambano means to receive, to take hold of it. So that means I can pray and I'm expectant. I'm, I'm, I'm expectant because I know I have said this will happen and it's going to happen. So I'm preparing for what I have said, what I prayed about to happen. That's how to receive. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how to Paul and Silas, they knew they would come out of that. That's why they prayed and they sang praises. They were thanking God because their prayers were answered. They knew it. The Bible says suddenly the chains were broken. So they knew it. It was going to happen. That's what the ministry of angels does. So that means I can pray about this and I'm expecting that this will work. Why have you not received answers? You are not expecting. 
you want to pray this evening? A couple of minutes. Let's be on our feet and let's just pray. As you pray, you receive expectations, right? You are expected. That means as you leave this service today, you act like the word is true, right? Right, guys? You act like the word is true. You act like you've gotten your answer, right? Let's just take a five minutes and pray. We're going to see results. We said we see changes, we see results. We see differences as we pray.